The views and opinions expressed in Media Litter Sandwich do not reflect on the views of the network, station, studio, website, sponsors, guests, hosts themselves, anyone or anything else associated or even not associated with this podcast. Maybe not even the person that said them. In other words, do your own research and do not sue anyone over what is said on this show. <laughs> Welcome to Media Litter Sandwich. I'm Toden from Toden.com, MediaLitterSandwich.com. We're recording at the Foundation Studio, at the Foundation Hotel in downtown Detroit, just like across the street from Cobo Hall, um, where there will be another Comic Con there, uh, like I think next month. Um, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, with me is Andre Batts. Thanks for having me. Um, go ahead. And you were on the show before. Loved right. having you before. Right. Go t- Tell us what, what what do you do? What you up to now? Well, basically, <laughs> since the last we've talked, um, mm-hmm. I've done several shows. I've done, uh, I think, the Motor City Black Age of Comics. Oh, for those that don't know, comic book writer, comic right. book artist. Comic book artist, comic book writer. Of uh, dreadlocks, I've been doing dreadlocks since '96. Actually, prior to '96, I was developing dreadlocks in the early '90s, and finally came out with a book in '95, '96. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I have a uh, Black Watch, which is a group that I've been working on for a while now. Uh, right here, Black Watch. Video version is different mm-hmm. than the audio version, That's right? And then we have uh, the latest Dreadlocks books for those that they want I'm always impressed by your covers. Thank Every you. time I see your covers, I'm just so impressed by them. Thank you. And, you know, I've uh, been working on these for a minute. Uh, and I just, as a matter of fact, I just finished up uh, the follow-up Dreadlocks book that I'm getting ready to send for print real soon. Nice. And I just uh, started, you know, doing the Motor City Black Age of Comics, which I'm the coordinator of that. Uh, as a matter of fact, this is going to be uh, June 13th, 2020. I skipped a whole year. Hey, is, 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 that means people have to put it in their calendars now. Exactly. You've always been good at uh, uh, um, coming up with dates really early on. Yeah, yes. I think you've always been good with it. I think one time I was like, okay, I can't do anything on the state, can't do anything on the date, and then something else came up that I had zero control over. <laughs> I felt so bad because it's been on my right, calendar right. for like oh, you know nine mm-hmm. months, a year, whatever. Right. It's like, how does this happen? <laughs> well, so, Forgot. Well, I think it was like a wedding or something. It was like that's well, yeah. the only thing right, right, right. that can totally throw yes. it off. Yes. <laughs> well, you know, I've been. Uh, you know, during the fall of the past, you know, uh, four years. Mm-hmm. So I decided, uh, you know, I wanted to do a spring-summer date because it'll bring more people out, number one. Right. Uh, number that's th- hard to find a date because there's, yeah. that's when a lot of other shows do yes. it. I'm sorry, go ahead and continue, but I yeah. do want to ask you about that. <laughs> yes, uh, which it takes me in what I'm getting ready to get into. Mm-hmm. Uh, this date in particular didn't really... Um, Falling, it fell in line with any other show that was going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I felt that it was perfect. It, I had to set the date a year and a half in advance because the location, the venue, they're usually booked up like right away. If you're trying to set up something a year in advance, you may not even get the date. Did you? And where's the venue this time? Northwest Activity Center in Detroit. On a, it's at eighteen one hundred Myers Avenue. Okay. Yeah, we were there for yeah. I we were talking there a while back at a. Uh, I want to say it was like an anime con. I, I yes, Technicon. Technicon. That's yes. it. I couldn't think of the name. Yeah, that was a fun con. Uh, Technicon is one of my favorite. I, as a matter of fact, it's going to be here there. I think uh, this uh, September coming up. Okay, I'll have to look at the mm-hmm. dates again. That that was fun. It was it yeah. was a, a more of a night. Con. I think it, yeah. it it started like eight nine o'clock or something. It, it didn't starts it? at seven p.m. 7 and it ends maybe. Two in the morning. It's a party. It's a yes. good one, though. It's I. It's kind of like Detroit Detroit Comics Party. Well, okay. they did that two years. Uh, oh, did it one right. year at um, City Club. City Club, yeah. Right. That that crazy. Was a good Mark one. was uh what was promoting it. I right. Think he was. And he might have hosted it. I'm not sure. Yeah, that was a good show. Uh, like I say, Technicon. You know, uh, these are the shows that actually I've I've done since the last interview. Uh, that you and I, you and I had. Um, also, you know, went out of state. I did um, Kim Fest 
in New Jersey, and I did a Black Comics, Black Comic Book Festival in uh, New York. Mm-hmm. Kim Fest was in New Jersey, which I do that. That's a show that's put together by a brother named uh, Nasi Gifted. Uh, New York, the show out there is so huge. It's almost on the lines of uh, the uh, Michigan Comic Con here. That's how crowded it is. Wow, nice. I haven't mm-hmm. I haven't been to the Michigan Comic Con before. Um, last year was our first year. I, I'm oh, yeah. very much looking forward to it this year. It's a real good um, show. I, I, I know the other sh- I've heard nothing but amazing things about the other mm-hmm. shows they put on. Okay. I actually had a movie play in, a, in one of the shows they put on, I believe, in Florida. I think they're the same people that do the Tampa Comic Con. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were amazing. That was years ago, but they were amazing. Contacted me for that and then okay. asked for the same movie for another Comic Con. Like, nothing but respect for the these organizers. And, yeah, I'm totally looking forward to going this yeah, year. Yeah, uh, I'm Actually, right at, uh, I think at 5 o'clock, mm. I don't know what the show runs to, but I know at 5 o'clock I have the studio booked. Okay. So I could just walk across the street and come right. over here. Yeah, you'll have a lot of people coming through here, as a matter mm. of fact. I'll be there uh, that weekend. I have a, mm-hmm. table, a, a booth for that weekend, so I'm getting all set up and ready for that. And I can't wait. I really love doing a whole lot of shows right here in Michigan. Yeah. You know, that way I don't have to, you know, come out of travel expenses. But, you know, <laughs> the shows are really dynamic. Especially that when I would, did that one last year, I was with um, a Detroit Tradecraft, you know, a couple of other guys, you know, conglomerate of different artists and creators. Mm-hmm. And we had our own table. And, uh, you know, I was only there for like a Sunday. And I was, I was just kind of like disappointed that I missed the whole weekend. But needless to say, it was a good show for that Sunday. So I'm looking forward to all three days this year. Oh, yeah, absolutely. As Urban Style Comics. I'm actually debating whether or not just get a hotel down here for the weekend. It's going to be rough. It's going to cost, I'm sure. It's going to cost, <laughs> trust me. I, yeah, we might Especially if you're trying to get a show uh, at a hotel at this, a room at this hotel right here, oh. because that's directly across from the venue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, know, I, I know a few uh, of the vendors are, have already have hotel okay, rooms okay. booked here and who can blame them it's such a wonderful place right thank you foundation hotel yeah thank you former firehouse no, they really are they really are amazing here so what's new in the world of comics i know you, you said you have another uh, comic about to come out well i have um this is my latest book like okay. i said you know babylon rising the latest mm-hmm. of dreadlocks uh, i have the follow-up book to this it's called the the return of sir madness i just completed it uh, yesterday I got a lot of responses on the cover. I never really show a whole lot of work on the interior, but um, I got a lot of responses and you know hands up, fingers up nice. for. So that's the end of a storyline, or actually it's the start of one. Okay. Yes. Uh, Return of Sir Madness. Sir Madness is a character that I created when I first created Dreadlocks back in '93, and I haven't really done anything with him except for in an animated format. Mm-hmm. And I decided I would go ahead and put him back in into the comic book format because a lot of individuals is asking about him, especially you know those around here that's been following you know Urban Style Comics since its inception. Right. You know, a lot of individuals they want you know wonder when I was going to bring Sir Madness back, and I bring you back, but I bring you back a little bit different than he was back it's in been those 20 days. Twenty years. Yeah, actually, it's been a little more than th- twenty years. Yeah, yeah closer to. You're looking at 30, close to 30. Is that bad? Or I look at the 90s, I'm like, oh, that was 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's real bad when you, when you let time slip by you like that. Oh, that's insane. Yes. So basically, you know, I've been getting that ready. I'm currently working on a video game. Uh, it's not based on dreadlocks. It's based on one of my other characters. Mm-hmm. Um, getting ready to get back into the animation mode again. Uh, you know, it's, it's several things on the plate right now that I'm doing. Always busy. Yes, that's the only way. And you you do this full time? No, I wish. <laughs> if I wish I did do it full time, I'll be okay then. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have I have individuals, you know, on, online, you know, they make comments or whatever and things of that nature. But you know, I don't post a whole lot. I post just enough mm-hmm. because I don't. My time restraints don't allow me to do it, that. It's so hard to promote 
um, to a certain degree when mm-hmm. you're like, yeah, I also have a life exactly. and a day job. Right. And I'm moving a little bit slower, slower than I right. did. Or a lot slower. <laughs> right. You know, some cases a lot slower, but it, it's all good because the fan base is still there and I'm gaining, still gaining new fans. That's fantastic. You know, so I, I don't have a problem with it. They're always, always waiting for the follow up books, you know, especially when it comes to dreadlocks. Right, mm. and, and and I have read a couple of issues, and of course mm-hmm. seen, seen the movie, and right. you know it, it's. It, you ha- have read it, or you? I read have half read. Of it? I have read at okay. least one or two. It might okay. been a while, but I know. I think I paid more attention to the art than actually read okay, it. Okay, okay. That, right. that, that's sometimes my downfall. Well, that's <laughs> most comic book uh, readers. It's <laughs> <laughs> always been our downfall, but yeah. it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! So you're very active in the shows. Mm-hmm. You have more. Um, you own uh, the Urban Style Comics, right? You, you own that. That's yours. Yeah, that's all mine. Okay. Yes. Do you have any other uh, creators underneath that? Uh, no. Just, well, actually, we had a at the beginning of, uh, like I said, our inception. We had myself, mm-hmm. um, Kevin Hallman, uh, Rance Dixon. Uh, uh, we had. You know, a couple of individuals. It's about four of us, and mm-hmm. and you know, individuals just started falling off or whatever. But uh, Kevin Hallman, he's doing other things right now, but he's still in the process of writing his stories for Urban Style Comics mm-hmm. for you know when he comes back into the fold. Uh, Rance Dixon, he's doing his own thing right now, which I'm really really proud of what he's doing. Uh, so, Urban Style Comics just consists of uh, basically right now Andre Bats Productions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, of course, uh, you, you do. Uh, you've already mentioned uh, uh, Black Age of Comics right. Detroit, which you are the head of the Detroit version. Right, the Motor City Black yeah. Age. Right. And uh, um, now I, I was there a couple of years ago. You had mm. some fantastic panels going on. I wish we'd got there last year. We had some good ones last year. Okay. Oh yeah, it was even better. It was. It seemed like it was more crowded at the uh, panels than it was at the actual show. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go figure. Yeah. But needless to say. Uh, it was a good show last year. This year, I'm looking at it being even better. We had um, last year we had uh, Michael M. Hotep and uh, brother named uh, Keith Young did a panel on um, uh, what was it called? It was Black Panther Decoded. You know where we decoded, you know different symbolisms and things of that nature in the movie Black Panther and the actual reality of it all and the non-reality, the realism versus surrealism. Got into that and the metaphysics and the uh, mysticism behind certain characters and so on and so forth. It was a real b- good panel. They really, uh, you know, did a good job. Those two yeah. brothers. Mm. Yeah. I, how do you pick these panels? I mean, yeah, panels on r- film writing, right? Different different styles of writing. And I remember just sitting down, like, okay, I gotta take notes. <laughs> Like, I'm here in a press pass. I'm really not supposed to be doing this, but right. I got to take a couple notes. Right. <laughs> what I usually do, um, like, with the writing aspect, I have um, one of the individuals from Detroit Tradecraft, Oscar. That's something we want to call him Oz, Oz Wilson. He's a real good screenwriter. I love his writing. I always like to get him to touch on screenwriting because you never know. You may have artists that's there that are strictly concentrating on doing you know, films, not just comics. Right. And, 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 ex- and you got to explore the craft. Right. If you're writing for comics, why not write for a book? Exactly. Why not write for a movie? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and there's plenty of people that want to write for one thing. Right. Couldn't figure it, you know, but they found a need for another thing, and so they just kind of went to a different venue. Exactly. You never know. Just just, just keep exploring, keep doing mm-hmm. things, and, you know, just and, and more then, hobbies, right. why not? And then we get the others that's just, you know, comic book related get those out there to talk about writing for comics yeah Victor Dandridge he does a good job in how to create comics you know you create that's the name of his uh his package is called you you create comics with the number eight Mm -hmm. and he does an excellent job and so that's how I kind of like separate writing even though it's all writing but Mm -hmm. I separate the two so individuals will know exactly what what they're looking for and you know what type of writing style they're looking to get into Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, as far as art is concerned, we have uh, Cam, you know, Cam Reynolds, Cam Ryan. Oh, yes. He's yeah, been on know. the show before as well. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sure. Oh, I need to get him back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he does a good job on, on you know, uh, on his writing, or not writing, but the art skills. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, he's a good writer, too. But as far as the art skills, we go into that for the younger audience. And then we get other individuals like Mark Dudley. Uh, we get, uh, uh, who else we have? Mark Dudley. We have... So many different artists still step I up think and do when that. I, when I went to the show, I think I walked out with more names on my list of people I wanted to interview than any other show. Well, that's a good I think thing. That's still, I think that still stands, and actually. They're, and they're still working. They're, oh, man. They're yeah. still putting that work in, so you so, need to contact them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got a couple. I know there was a couple other people that, mm-hmm. that, that fell through that I definitely need to recontact right. and, and mm-hmm. to, or just go to the show again. Right. Oh, yeah, go to the show. you catch all of I them. I need to. Yeah, you catch the whole Detroit trade craft. Oh, group. yeah. I think Cam, I don't remember if it was that show. It might have been. I know my, I know my nephew ran up. Mm. With the cards, like you have to interview this guy. Right, right. I already know his music. Okay. You have to get him on the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> okay. well, we have live performances as well. You know, we have, oh, yes. uh, you know, Poetic Minutes. He uh, usually does his thing. We have the Brown Bomber. Mm hmm. Uh, 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 Otto. Yeah, yeah. Cam Otto. And yeah. Otto, who's also been on the show. Right. You know, he's uh, a DJ. Otto did, uh, yeah, he, uh, he DJed our 100th episode. As a matter of fact, I, I think he's going to be uh, DJing and playing live at uh, the next Motor City Black Age. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, that's going to be good. I can't, I'm looking forward to that <laughs> live performance all day long. Yeah. And now it's, it's, it's called, you know, Let's get into that. Just, just, I know we talked about it last time you're we here, but mm-hmm. I'm, I got to mention it. You know, I, I definitely uh, uh, don't look like I belong to something that's called Motor City Black Age of Comics, but okay. it is a fantastic time, and you, you yeah, do focus it, on uh, uh, black artists. Mm-hmm. As a, it, you know, you did a great speech last time I asked you the question, but can you go into why? Why know, the terms? Um, yeah, the terms, the focus. Well, the, the the focus is really the creators of colors due mm-hmm. to the fact that, like, we brought up uh, Michigan Comic Con, for instance. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll throw out Motor City Comic Con, New York Comic Con, San Diego Comic Con, so on and so forth. Most of these cons are what we call mainstream comic cons. We do those shows, meaning the different uh, black artists and creators. We do those shows, but we represent a small percentage, and we really don't get the type of plugs that we should get at these shows because you have a lot of, you know, talented artists and creators uh, behind the scene and, and those that are actually out there. Like you have your know, Larry Strowman, Dennis Cohen, uh, you know, um, Dwayne McDuffie when he was around, you know, so on and so forth. These are people of color, but it's a small percentage of mm-hmm. those. And at these shows that I do and I go to, and I don't really see no representation of us whatsoever. So I chose to create the Motor City Black Age of Comics uh, and use the term black due to the fact that this is a term we use in the United States. We can use other terms like Moorish and so on and so forth. I can't but it don't keep even, up. I've, exactly. I, I, anytime I use any of these terms, I feel like someone's going to yell at me and say I'm using right. the wrong term. Exactly. <laughs> so we just use the one universal term of, mm-hmm. of black, which can mean anything. So for the most part, we know it means people of color, and it's the darkest hue for the most part. But anybody can come out and do the show. Uh, you could be you know, Bill McCormick. We'll use him as an example. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Bill McCormick, he's a Caucasian guy out of Chicago. He has characters of color. He come out to the show every year. He's one of the biggest supporters of the Motor City Black Age comics. He's Caucasian. He has characters of color. Uh, we have several individuals. We have, uh, what's that, uh... Uh, Brian with Brian Germain, another guy, mm-hmm. you know, good artist, good creator. He has colors of character, so we, so we don't exclude anyone, mm-hmm. you know, that's not black. Unlike the one uh, show that you brought up earlier, Afro Connor, whatever that is. Yeah, Afro um, yeah, Afro Fest Music yeah. Festival. Yeah, yeah, it's nothing like that. So we yeah. we encourage others to come, mm-hmm. but it's mostly us as far as we want to just kind of flip the dynamics of mm-hmm. when you come to the show instead of you seeing all Caucasians and one black person now you may see 
all black people and <laughs> one or two Caucasians. Can you find Toad? Oh, was it? Can you find Toad and Will? Oh, well, you oh, know we, Toad we, and we Will. Loved it. We loved it. Right. It's a great show. Right. It really, you know, I, I wouldn't say that if I didn't believe it. Right, right. There are a lot of shows I don't go to anymore. Right. Uh, I no longer do like 25 shows a right. year. And that's definitely a show that I look forward to, and I try to go. Can't always make it, which sucks, but I, okay. I try to go. Right, and, and that's what we we don't really emphasize that, but we emphasize it because you know, like say for instance, in the city of Detroit, there aren't really any comic cons in the city of Detroit. Just yeah, Michigan not, Comic Con. Uh, yeah, just Michigan Comic, which is new, which it's is still new. Here. Last year was the first year. First year, right? And you have a lot of cons that use the term Motor City. I'm not. Isolating one because there's like six different call right, cons exactly. called Motor City. You know, there there there's like two or three Comic Cons, one particular, and then there's Steam Cons and right and and different things. But, but we know Motor City is the front of it all. Yeah, and they're not in Detroit. Right. You know, one's in Dearborn, one's in right. Romulus. Exactly. Uh, Novi is a super mm-hmm. popular place to have. You know, Motor City. You know, mm-hmm. Nightmares is there as right. well. They mm-hmm. so. But they're not in Detroit. None are in Detroit. It, and the biggest thing that bothers me about that are the ones that say we refuse to go to Detroit. It's one right. thing to say we're not big enough to really go to Kobo right. or, you know, pricing-wise right. or parking-wise. Those are good arguments. Uh, and those I don't mind. But when you say, no, I refuse to go down there, that's the that's issue. That's the problem. Right. When you refuse to go down there, refuse to partner with anything to do. with <laughs> Detroit. So that's kind of like one of the reasons why. You know, it's been coined that way as far as mm-hmm. Motor City Black Age comments because the population here is is still pretty high as far as black is like seventy five to eighty two percent. So that being said, it should be something to represent us right in our area, mm-hmm. in our geographic area. And and these are a lot of local artists. Yeah, fantastic most, yeah, artists, music right. artists, and, and you know, mm-hmm. we bring a few in from out of state. Mm-hmm. I wish it would be more coming in from out of state, but I'm good with what we have because we have so many people in Detroit and and outside of Detroit, like, you know, in other states like Ohio, mm-hmm. uh, Illinois, you know, we've got people coming in from Chicago. These are neighboring places, so I, w- I would expect them to come out because they represent the same thing. And it's easier for them to get here because travel is not far at all than come out, you know, uh, and make it happen. Mm-hmm. And we love their presence, but I, w- I always love to promote, you know, everyone that we have right here in Detroit. You know, I love that because we have so many that's not getting the recognition elsewhere. You know, they should get recognition in other places, but, you know, I've been to these other places where, you know, the recognition isn't the same. Like, I've been to New York or whatever, and it's so competitive in the sense of uh, the different creators and writers, artists, whatever, and that's fine. But don't look at a certain, don't look at someone from Detroit sideways just because he coming in and he's getting all this, you know, publicity <laughs> from the people in New York, Philly, wherever I am, because it, it it's all about really? your product. Really, people are jelly like that. Yeah, well, you know, New York, you know, the thing about New York, I'm gonna put them on blast real quick. They okay. think they invent everything. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's the thing. They think they invent everything, and no one can touch that. But people from New York. You know, it's self-competitive. I guess they're real competitive due to, you know, the different boroughs or whatever. But Makes we, sense. And when you come in from another state, a smaller city, much smaller, and you're getting a lot of, you know, recognition. And everyone there, how are you getting recognition in my city or my state? <laughs> and that's that's kind of like, you know, the way I feel sometimes. But I do what I do. Mm-hmm. You know, I've created this product a long time ago, yeah. and this product sells. Right. And, and it does give credit to one of the sayings from Detroit is Detroit, Detroit hustles harder. Or Detroit versus everybody. A Detroit versus everyone. <laughs> Detroit hustles harder. Right. It's one and one way, both one and the same. Yeah. It, it, it's true. I mean, <laughs> when you walk down New York, you got a lot more people walk around the, right. walking around the street. You walk around here. You know, in the downtown area, there's still plenty of people, but it's nothing compared to downtown no, New York. No, no. Well, you gotta bring a little bit higher of a game. <laughs> a whole lot higher. You gotta come. You gotta go correct when you go to New York. If you, it's no need even going to New York, LA, or any of these places, and you go in there half ass. You mm-hmm. gotta go correct, professional, 
everything has to be polished. Uh, your, your online presence have have, have already been known. I mean, people already know who you are, and that's what helps me a lot because I've made sure all that was done prior to me stepping outside of um, Detroit, Michigan. All right, before we go to Tonerine, is there any, anything you wish I would ask? Uh, I wish you would ask anything that's on your brain. If I get one of those, <laughs> <laughs> anything else you'd like to promote? Uh, well, you know, the main thing is, um, once again, Motor City Black Age of Comics, which is coming uh, June 13, 2020, whole year away. It gives everyone the opportunity to get everything together. It's a $5 car. Uh, we have several panels going on. And, of course, the uh, I would like to promote you know, UrbanStyleComics.com, uh, UrbanStyleComics.store, RageOnUrbanStyleComics.com. Uh, that's for any T-shirts, gym shoes, things of that nature. And I would also you got like to... shoes? Uh, yes, I do. I, I did see some pictures yeah. of the shoes. They look pretty cool. And, oh, your, yeah. and your shirts, you always wear the shirts, and the shirts look amazing. Yeah, I, I wore the shirts just for uh, you know video purposes. Aw, video yeah. version is different than the audio version. <laughs> you, yeah. you, you could take a look at his shirt and be like, wow, Andre's a beautiful man. <laughs> we also have... Um, oh, he's blushing! <laughs> he's blushing! No, I'm never blushing. <laughs> I may smile hard, but never blush. <laughs> <laughs> we have um, popartgear.com. You can find um, uh, Urban Style Comics t-shirts there as well. A good brother named uh, Noah on there. He runs it. And we have several t-shirts there, t-shirt line. Uh, also, like I say, you can go to urbanstylecomics.store, and I have all over t-shirts as well. Uh, so the main thing is, like I said, Motor City, Comic, Motor City Black Age of Comics and urban style comics those are the main two things uh we are on dv radio if you want to be the first person to listen to the show go to dvradio.net tuesday nights at seven o'clock p.m eastern standard time and you can jump in there and you can uh be in the chat room and i will be in the chat room and that's where the episode airs first after that then it goes to podcast a few days later i mean we Podcast goes on Monday nights, so it's almost a week in advance. And of course, that's DV Radio, which is part of uh, this this functional veterans, huge awesome thing. Uh, <laughs> you should see what they're doing to Facebook since they got their main Facebook page <laughs> shut down. Uh, that that that's a good uh, uh, Google and uh, uh, figure out what what's going on. You will you will not regret looking that up. And they of course have a charity. They uh, have a, a house that. They house several homeless veterans, and they do uh, um, rehabilitation there. They have horses on their farm. If you'd like to support them or find out more, of course, go ahead and Google DV Farm. And you can support them just by go- buying stuff on Amazon. You go to smile.amazon and choose them as your charity. Or I think everyone should just use smile.amazon. Anyway, if you're going to buy something from Amazon, use smile.amazon, and you could pick a charity of your choice and, of course, Today, I'm advocating DV Farm because, well, DV Radio is where we're syndicated, and we really appreciate them. Uh, Veteran-owned, veteran-ran. I'm a veteran. You're a I'm veteran. a veteran, I'm right. A mm-hmm. veteran. Okay, so today on uh, the Toad and Reed segment, uh, this article, I hope this is the right one I read. I went through, no, nah, this is not the one I want. Um, I was looking up some... Uh, some superhero lists, some comic book superhero lists, focusing on uh, uh, on black characters, and I had a good list up here. We had some mm-hmm. of the stuff that I actually haven't uh, several characters I, I've never heard of, which is always good. Um, right. Let me see. Is this what I want? Do 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 do. Um. This is from Comics Alliance, which I believe they're kind of mainstream. Maybe not mm. super mainstream, but... They're mainstream. Okay, they are mainstream. Okay. Uh, I haven't really been hardcore into comics since 2008, so I'm okay. a little out of the loop. Okay, okay. <laughs> by 11 years. Okay. <laughs> okay, so this was written uh, by Victoria Johnson in 2016, which I kind of do like reading some of the older lists when it comes to comic book 
comic books because of the comic book movies. So right. some, you know, they they tend to change them up when a new movie comes out. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting to see who they write about before that movie or TV show comes okay. out. Uh, this is called Twenty Great Black Comic Book Characters. The and please integrate, you know, and interject with your thoughts. Anywhere okay. you feel like it. I'm mostly on just ca- going to read. On, on the characters or just in general? In, in general. Oh, okay. Th- this is still your time for us. I'm <laughs> Okay, all right. Uh, I'm mostly just reading the highlights and bold parts. Uh, okay, so it's a countdown list, and number 20 is Spawn, um, of course, created by Todd McFarlane. Oh, right, right. That's one of my favorite characters. I love Spawn. I haven't read Spawn in a while, but that's one of my favorites from back in the day. Yeah, I, I love the video game. I I grew up playing the the, the video game. I want to say on Super Nintendo. I even like the uh, the animation that they did on HBO some years oh, that ago. Was beautiful. Yes. That very was dark, oh, but very yeah. good. It was real good. Uh, I yeah. like that. I still don't mind uh, the movie, which are the movie, which right? Which you know they're doing a, doing, doing another one, right? Okay. Uh, which I'm looking forward to that. The only thing and about I don't him. mind John Langozamo. John Langozamo was good <laughs> right, in that movie. Right. I don't care what anyone says. But I don't think he would be casted again. <laughs> no, they're trying to find a whole new cast. Mm-hmm. The only thing that that I really um, didn't care for as it relates to Spawn, but I understand the concept, is the mm-hmm. fact that he had to be a mutilated-looking character. You know, yeah. being being a, a black superhero at that that time frame, which was the early '90s when it came out. Right. Uh, I didn't like the fact that he had to be mutilated as opposed to him looking normal. Yeah, I always, yeah, I, I found an issue with that. People were like, oh, yeah, no, no, we have black superheroes here. Look at Spawn. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, you mean exactly. the crispy critter over there? <laughs> exactly, and I didn't like that right there. So mm-hmm. that's the only downfall that I really have. One of them, anyway, you know, then you get into demonology. Yeah, that, that, that's like that, that's like saying, oh, no, no, there's redheads around. Look at Sinead O'Connor, you <laughs> right, know, right, right. Which, which isn't a redhead. Right. I'm just saying. Geez. Exactly. For, for those uh, um, way younger than us, uh, she was a singer that was famous for shaking her head and uh, making political statements. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so, you know, look at that bald girl over there. She's a natural redhead. <laughs> right, right. That doesn't. And another thing is, it was like into demonology or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, I, those were the two things that was the pitfall for me for Spawn. Okay. You know, other than that, I thought he was an, an exceptional character. <laughs> yeah, and uh, McFarlane really had something going for him. Oh, so, well, yeah. still does. So, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, he started. He started a whole line of action figures. Right, he's and, probably on number three hundred with Spawn. Now, like you said, he right. started action figures. Which, speaking of that. I'm working on action figures now, right? Fantastic. For Dreadlocks, right? Oh, Dreadlock. Dreadlocks is really just a beautiful character, and and the, you know, and of course the Dreadlocks totally stands up. <laughs> of course. And, and I I still miss your Dreadlocks. Oh yeah, well you know they had to go. Yeah. They wouldn't if they would have still been looking like this right here. I'd have been good. What's with wrong that. with the gray in them? <laughs> no, the gray is okay. Okay. But I'm saying you know you know the, the horseshoe thing is. Is another thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. you know what I mean. So you you've seen guys with locks, and you know at the top of their head they don't have uh, locks up there. It's just a head with mm-hmm. no no grain, <laughs> no hair up there. No, I want to avoid that. <laughs> uh, number nineteen is Bumblebee. Uh, we're not talking about the Transformer. We're talking about from Teen Titans. Okay, I'm not really familiar with uh, him that much. Okay, it, it, it is a female. Oh, her? Okay, okay, yeah, I believe she, um, I know in the cartoons and stuff, she dates uh, um, uh, Cyborg. Cyborg, okay. Not really familiar with her much. Okay. Then that's a kind of a corny name, too, Bumblebee. Yeah, she's she's <laughs> she's kind of like a, um, a clone of the Wasp. Oh, that's, <laughs> the Wasp, that's, that's a corny name as well. <laughs> you know, I don't understand this, I don't understand how, you know, the mainstream really got away with some of these names. Ant-Man, Wasp, Spider-Man. Well, Ant-Man's never been a good yeah. name. But when you get down to what the character is, <laughs> it sums it up. Um, in fact, I thought Ant-Man was going to bomb just because of the name. Yeah, I thought so as well. But it did pretty good. I, I really appreciated the movie. I thought it was pretty good. But no, I'm not familiar with Bumblebee. That's one of those that they kept under wraps. Okay. <laughs> Uh, the, now this character I'm not familiar with. Um, 
if you want to go ahead and read that one, because I am going to butcher it. And uh, <laughs> Go ahead and butcher it. Kamal Kogo? Kamal Kogo. Okay. Now, is that one you're familiar with? No, okay. but I see the name of the does title. It, does it say what comic book franchise they're from? Uh, it's from, let's see, First Appearance, uh, Bitch Planet, Created Soon, Image Comics. Okay. Okay, I'm not familiar with uh, that one. Okay. Oh, this is good. This is good, though. We, we're both finding uh, characters that we're unfamiliar with. And then we go to one stop that... Stop comic books, then. <laughs> <laughs> and now we have one that I believe we're both familiar with, because she was in a recent movie. Right. Uh, Amanda Waller. In Suicide Squad, I'm familiar with her. <laughs> um, that's kind of odd that she's on this list, though. Right, that's not a superhero. No. But you got to think about it. You know, when they trade us in some of these movies and books, we, our powers weren't really super anyway. Right. And it does say comic book characters. It doesn't say superheroes. Okay. So okay. I, you know, I mean, she is a very powerful character. And, and I mean, now I'm not the biggest Batman fan when it right. came to the comics, mm-hmm. but she's in several different cartoon series and, of right. course, the movie. Mm-hmm. And she was fantastic in uh, uh, the Justice League cartoons. And then she even made an appearance... Or, no, there was an episode where they kind of epilogued the Batman Beyond series, okay. and she was on it, and it was one of the best episodes of Justice League, even though it was really a Batman Beyond episode. It okay. had the look and feel and everything of a Batman Beyond episode. It was one of the best episodes. Yeah, they uh, re- they cast the same uh, lady for um, for the same role coming up uh, in The Suicide 2. Yeah, I heard, I heard that has a lot of... Um, Reboot-ish stuff to it, or, okay. or um, yeah, James Gunn is directing that. Mm, okay, I believe. Uh, a uh, number sixteen, Adrian Ashi. Ashi. Man, not familiar. Ashi. Okay, not familiar with that. Um, first appearance, Priceless, two thousand eleven. So it's a newer one. Uh, Action La- uh, Publishers, Action Lab Entertainment, created by Jeremy Whitley. Um, I don't want to just read everything here. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, she notes plot holes in fairy tales with happy <laughs> with see, happily ever afters. See, see the type of characters we have. Okay, <laughs> so this. <laughs> okay, so she she looks like she's like a, a medieval uh, princess type. Right. This might be so they're so they're talking about fairy tales. This might be following like all the big fairy tale trend. Might be well, one of those. That one in particular, but the others, they weren't. You know, like the bumblebee. No. You know, that wasn't following a fairy tale. Trend. No, 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 no. I mean, she had, she, she was a bee, and I, <laughs> right, and I right. believe there's another backstory and stuff to, to that it, as well. I don't know. Be. I think her costume looks good, honestly. Mm. I don't, I, I don't think wearing bright yellow is a good right. uh, look for a superhero. Right. But the fact that she shrinks down, she looks like a bumblebee. Like the wasp, um, yeah, the wasp. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they both have wings, mm-hmm. and right. Though still, yellow is not a good color for stealth. Not at all. <laughs> oh man, I, I I feel so bad. I don't want to butcher any names. Uh, so you want me to call out the names? Yeah, recall this see. one. I I want to say it's Lunlal, Lunlal. They should have pronounced it. <laughs> See, I'm not the only one, though. I'm not the only one. <laughs> no, we will fail together. No, no not together. <laughs> I want to help you out here. <laughs> okay, okay. Unella Lafayette. I'm not familiar with her. I guess she appeared in Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. Devil Dinosaur. I have heard of that. I don't Mar- know it's anything it's about it. Mar- but Marvel Comics. Okay. You have, uh, let's see. Are, are you, were you Moon familiar Girl. with her? No, okay. this is more recent. Uh, you know, I've have seen her before, but it's more recent. Okay. And of course, we have Misty Knight. Oh yeah. Yeah, we yeah, love her she, because you oh, know who man. who created her. You know, she was created by, you know, one of my favorite individuals, Arvell Jones. I co- did not know that. Co-created by him. Wow. Tony Isabella. 
I did not know that. I'll have to start bringing some of my old comics up because I know he he's had a good amount of shows around here. I got it. Yeah, you ever you ever thought about getting him on your show? I I should try. Yeah, you should try it. Arvell is a real good person. I I didn't realize that he. I I see him around. I just never really thought of him as local. Yeah, Um, he's local. (laughs) I I don't know why. That's a prime example. I I gotta get him on here. That's a prime example. Oh man, Misty Mills is amazing. (laughs) No, no, or not Misty. Ah, Misty Misty, Light. Misty. Well, Misty Mills is amazing too. But Misty Knight, Misty Mills did the voice for the right. for the intro beginning of this. Uh, Misty Knight is amazing. Now that's a prime example of <laughs> you know someone being from Detroit creating someone yeah. on this level. Misty Knight. Yeah, she took over for Iron Man. She took over for well, I I, I love the run of Heroes for Hire where she's in charge. Mm-hmm. Luke Cage isn't there. Uh, right. Iron Fist isn't there. It's her squad. Oh, and that's a good that's thing. That's my. One you know, if one of my favorites, not my favorite run of uh, Heroes for Hire. Okay, okay. Then we have uh, who else? We have Vixen. You know you're familiar with Vixen. Oh yeah, um, I'm not a big DC fan, but yeah, she, she was but, on um, on the, the uh, Arrow a couple of seasons she's been ago. On Arrow, she's been on Legends. She's on the Arrowverse. All the all those uh, uh, mm-hmm. TV. She does very good. She was also in in uh, cartoon format on. Uh, um, on, oh, Justice League. She was on Justice League. Mm-hmm. She was also on uh, Batman Brave and the Bold, I believe. Okay. Um, so, 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 yeah, so she's, yeah, she's, she's relevant. Some, yeah, yeah, and she's got some nice powers, too. Mm-hmm. We have, uh, who else we have? Um, Joseph Robbie Bart Robertson. You know, he was in uh, Marvel, in the Marvel Universe. Okay, he what's, was, it, what's his uh, superhero name? Or he, he wasn't a, a superhero. He was part of... Uh, was it James James Jameson? He was part of the news. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. He yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I know who you're talking about now. I never really see I have Jay read Spider Man, but I he wasn't a whole lot of issues I read, but he was definitely in several yeah, of the he was, cartoons. Uh, he was in a lot of the actual um comics as well. I remember right. him from you know, if you look at the artwork, the artwork mm-hmm. tells how long he's been around. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I think the one thing is when I was reading Spider Man, he was no longer working um, mm-hmm. So much for the day. He was he was a teacher at a high school at okay. that point. We have Static, you know. Oh yeah, uh, Static. Know. Static came up real fast, and he uh, got yes. a big boost, and mm-hmm. all deserving. Yeah, what Dwayne McDuffie and Dennis Cowan created, you know, uh, Static as well as you know, Derek Dingle, Mike Mike Davis. Yeah, that that when that cartoon came out, people, you know, all, all the. the there was a huge uh, portion that were mm. just like, "That's a cartoon I watch." Okay. You know, they're, they're like, "We liked Sonic, and now we ha- and now Sonic's gone, and now we have this." Hi, everybody. I think they need to do a movie on Static Shock. I think. I wouldn't be surprised. I hope they do too. Yeah, you got uh, Gwendolyn Saga, uh, Gwendolyn from Image Comics. Okay, I don't yeah. read too many Image yeah, Comics. Me either. So. Miles Morales. Oh, uh, Enter the Spider Verse, and this was done in 2016 before um, Enter mm-hmm. the Spider Verse. Um, I just he took seen over that. for. I haven't yet seen. Yeah. It. I mean, it's on Netflix now, so yeah, I will good. see it. It's good. I want to watch it again. It's really good. I appreciated it. Yeah, he he took over for Peter Parker in the Ultimate Universe, which, funny enough, Spider Man was the first uh, character in the Ulti- uh, Marvel's Ultimate Universe. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just just just. He's, he vastly became a very popular character okay. and, and gave Spider-Man kind of, you know... You know for his money. Well, he became Spider-Man. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we have yeah. Blade, Blade number eight. Oh, man. Uh, you know, that's, one, that's everybody's one favorite. One of my nephew's favorite character. He, he was Blade for Halloween for, I want to uh, say, like four years in a row. Yeah. Now, a lot of people feel that Blade actually, you know paved the way for Marvel Comics. You know, because prior to that, the movies they were doing prior were really trash. You know, (laughs) and then all of a sudden, Blade came out and Blade just, you know, flipped switch on greatness at that point. Now... I can't think of a single Marvel movie that came out before Blade... I mean, I could think of that that was was as fantastic and 
received. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'll sit down and watch Howard Howard the Duck, the Duck any right? day of the week. <laughs> uh, also, they need um, to redo it. <laughs> and also, Dolph Lundgren's Punisher. I'll yeah. watch that too. I'm not saying they're right, great right, movies right, right, though. Right. <laughs> but Blade, that's when everything flipped for him. Right. Michonne. And, and all the Captain America movies before yeah, were right. garbage. Terrible. You have uh, Michonne, you know, from The Walking Dead. Yeah, she's mm. a, oh man, she was a really good character. She, yes. she didn't really talk a whole lot in the comics for a long right. time. But now she's talking too much, but okay. you know, I still read the graphic I, novels. So. I, I stopped reading comics for a, a while back, but okay, I didn't mm. know that. <laughs> yeah, now she's talking too much, so. Aw. Number six, Cyborg. Okay. Did I do? Oh, I did seven. Seven was Michonne. Yes. Cyborg. We're all familiar with Cyborg. Yeah, um, yeah. He's in, um, and they elevated him. Now, he, now, he, now in the cinematic universe, he's a founding member of Justice League. Although he did lack a character. <laughs> we have Storm, of course. That's a favorite. Yeah, I feel Storm. like that's that's number a, five. I feel that that's a give me. Um, of but Storm's amazing. Of course. And, and you can't have, St- I'm sure T'Challa's probably on there too, because you can't have Storm without T'Challa. No, you can't. We have Sam Wilson, which is number four. You know, the new Captain America. Yep, the Falcon. and mm-hmm. you know, uh, Yeah, he was a good fit to become Captain America. I think so. Yeah, way better uh, choice than Bucky, for sure. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that name Bucky itself. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, John Stewart. You know um, who that is? Green veteran, Lantern. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, Marine Corps. Of course. Marine Corps veteran. Mm-hmm. Uh, Green Lantern. And he's number three. And then we have uh, Luke Cage, hero for, the original hero for hire. I know. I uh, And the list I was looking at before, that was a character that wasn't on. I was really surprised. Uh, it was like, it was like 20 of the dopest black comic book superheroes, mm-hmm. and Luke Cage wasn't on it, and yeah. I couldn't figure out why. No. No. Uh, Luke, yeah, Power Man, Luke Cage. He is a phenomenal character. I mean, come on, Nick Cage named himself after him, right? And we're talking about uh, um, when did Nick Cage start acting? Like early, early eighties or late seventies? Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, he didn't want to use the name of Fort Coppola because he wanted to make it on his own. Okay. And he changed it, so he changed his name to Cage after Luke Cage, right. which was only known as Power Man at that point, I mm-hmm. believe. Back then, he was Power Man. He became Power Man uh, after a few issues of um, Hero for Hire. Mm-hmm. That's when he eventually became Power Man. And that's when he had Power Man and Iron Fist books coming out. I have a couple of the original books from back in the day, the Hero for Hire, first one. Nice. Uh, we know number one is Black Panther. Yeah. Wait, Black yeah. Panther wasn't on that list, was it? No, he's on the one that you just showed me. The screen went out. Okay. Yeah, he was number one. On oh, he was number one. Oh, okay. okay, well, yeah. <laughs> now, the thing about that list or whatever, once again, mm-hmm. you know, um, the reason why I do what I do, meaning with Dreadlocks and Motor City Black Age of Comics, you're looking at independents being able to make their voice being heard. Mm-hmm. You know, we know that Marvel and DC, Image Comics, whatever, those are mainstream comic book companies they have created these characters. They're not really people of color that actually created them. But in the Motor City Black Age of Comics, you know, East Coast Black Age of Comics, you know, Kim Fest, you got all original creators creating characters of color, black characters, uh, Hispanic characters, whatever, even Caucasian characters. We have these characters we are also have created. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the thing is, when you're looking at top 20 characters or top 50 characters you're going to always see something that Marvel DC and uh, Image or even Dark Horse have done like Bumblebee who was that never even heard of until you pointed it out in there but oh uh, Bumblebee's more popular than you think yeah probably so but it's popular in what in the mainstream type of thing right right you know but we have guys that's doing some hell of a characters out here that's Mm -hmm. not even on a list like that Right, right, and and and, and, and of course, uh, support your local artists because you're gonna find yeah, you know, exactly. you're, you're not. And I'm gonna tie one another one in. And mm-hmm. now we had 20 characters that you and I had just read off of. Mm-hmm. One character that wasn't on there that should have been on there, and it was not really main. It was mainstream, but it was uh, distributed by DC. Mm-hmm. 
They had one of the characters on there distributed by DC, which was Static Shock. What was the other black character that, that they didn't have on there? Uh, you're talking about... Icon. Uh, okay, Icon. Okay. I thought Icon you were going to go with uh, Lightning. Well, Black Lightning yeah. could have been on there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but, oh, we could, oh, we could go on, but they only had to... Um, right. And the other lists I looked through did have Black Lightning. I did right. not see Icon in any of the other lists that I scanned through. Yeah, Icon should always be on every list of top 20 superheroes okay. in general. I'm, I'm, yeah. But like I said, um, Icon, like I said, that's one of the doper characters that they've created. I felt that he should have been on that list uh, since they're using most of their characters. And most people that read comic books... Most of the time, uh, they tend to gravitate to Marvel DC uh, image, and mm-hmm. that's because that's easily all they know. Found easily and, found, and, right? And you could recycle it exactly. in pop culture. Exactly, because if you go on there looking up black superheroes or whatever, you're gonna rarely find other superheroes on there of mm-hmm. independence. You know, I, dreadlocks is on there. I do know that because I, I'm always. You know, Googling to see what's on online and, mm-hmm. and where I stand. Uh, because to me personally, once you're able to be found on the internet like that without anybody punching up your name, <laughs> you know, then. Yeah, and it, Dreadlocks, if you Google, so if you Google Dreadlocks, he will show up. Yeah, and even if you Google black superheroes, he'll show up. That's, that's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, I'm more amazed about the word Dreadlocks because. Yeah, because if you Google Toad, you're not expecting to see a person. If I Google the name Dreadlocks, I'm I'm expected to see a bunch of hairstyles and and, uh, salons. I'm not expecting to see a superhero pop up. I'd be amazed if that's on the front page. That's that you know that that's really. I think it's braggable. (laughs) (laughs) I'm very humble when it comes to uh, my creations or whatever. But I think um, to me at that point once someone's able to punch up you know just a general phrase mm-hmm. black superheroes and if you pop up in that phrase then you've been doing some good things Absolutely. um and, that, and that's without them punching up the name dreadlocks per se right it's discoverability exactly so the thing that's where you have to get your game up as far as other uh black creators out there you know, they have to make their presence known. They have to get out there and make it happen. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's the, almost the definition of SEO. Search engine optimiz- optimization. Optimizing. Thank you. <laughs> uh, can't talk right now. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> you know how it goes sometimes with us. But please, go ahead and uh, promote yourself uh, for, for the last time that <laughs> as we wrap up. You can... Um, Catch me on um, UrbanStyleComics.com. That's U-R-B-A-N-S-T-Y-L-E.com. Or UrbanStyleComics.store. Or you can Facebook me, Andre Bats. Facebook Urban Style Comics. If you want to know more about the Black Age of Comic Con, you can go to MotorCityBlackAgeOfComics.com. Or you can go to Facebook, Motor City Black Age of Comics. You can also email me, MotorCityBlackAge2016 at gmail.com. Or, like I say, you can Google my name, Andre Bats, and it'll give you all those different avenues of contacting me as it relates to Urban Style Comics products, Dreadlocks, Jihad AD, and Blackwatch, and Queen Nubia, and I'm working on some other stuff too as well. I'm not going to call all those out, but I'm working on. <laughs> <laughs> and this has been Media Lair Sandwich. If you enjoyed this, please share with your friends. Uh, go ahead and send it to people. You know, there's people that would definitely appreciate this interview. Thank you for coming, of course. Again, you're always amazing. And yeah, I really need to get my butt out to uh, another Black Age of Comics. Oh, yeah. It, it, oh, man, the music. It, not even the comics, the music. Just yeah. hanging out in the music room <laughs> is really cool. Right, and, right. And a lot of fun. And if you don't know uh, where to find Media Layer Sandwich, you go to MediaLayerSandwich.com. The video version is on YouTube. Uh, or, of course, you just go to the website. Or you can just listen to it on pretty much any podcast app. If we are not on the podcast app that you use, please let me know, and I'll try to get us on there. But we are on Spotify, iTunes, Google, uh, Podknife, Stitcher, 
um, uh, in tune or uh, tune radio. I don't know. We're on a lot of podcast apps. And we're also on Facebook. If you want to reach out and have a conversation, you can go to uh, the Mealer Sandwich Group on there, or you can just follow the pages. You know, feel free to reach out to me, and you could reach out to my email at podcast at mediallersandwich.com. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. And whatever you're working on right now, may the algorithms be in your favor. Peace to the family.